Coast to Coast Podcast. We are back here with episode seven. I am your host, Kyle Creasy. I'm here with my co-host, Tommy Smith. And today, we don't have like a long episode for you. You know, the playoffs are obviously going on right now. We got to get multiple games every night. But we just wanted to hop in and give our thoughts on some of these series going on and just some things around the league in general. So just going straight into it, uh, Tommy, first round overall, uh, have you been impressed? Have you enjoyed it? I have enjoyed the whole thing. I am super excited uh, that we are now in playoff time. A um, few series that are looking boring, but for the most part, I am I am excited, super excited. Yeah, like I, I completely agree, man. Like the first round, it definitely has lived up to the hype so far. I know that there were a lot of interesting matchups to begin with. And I think that a lot of them are kind of proving why they were interesting matchups. So it has been fun. I've watched every single game, and there was one game that I missed, and it was Grizzlies and um, T-Wolves, the game two, but I went back and watched all the possessions. So I, I've tried to keep up with everything. Um, I know the entertainment of it for me, like these games, yeah, the series, like they are living to that, but just like a lot of these games, like last night specifically, and we're recording this on a on a Thursday, but last night on Wednesday, you had three back-to-back-to-back games that were all just awesome. Like, Nets Celtics game two, awesome. Um, Raptors 76ers game three, awesome. Went down in, in, into, into overtime. Um, Bucks Bulls came to, like, came to the final possession. It was awesome. All three that, like, honestly, every day you're getting at least two great games of basketball. So, the entertainment of it for me has been awesome. Um, I just want to touch on injuries real quick. I uh, feel like we're kind of hitting that same wall that we hit in last postseason. And to me, and I want you to, uh, I want you to speak off this and tell me if you agree or not. But I think that the NBA is still hitting the problem of like those back-to-back short off seasons. Players are still having ramifications from that. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, they're not getting, it's not, it's not enough time to rest. Truly. It's, it's truly not, but, um, what can you do? They, we don't, we don't make the rules. We just, we just watch it. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I get why the league did it. And I mean, they had to, they would have missed out on a ton of money if they didn't, but it just, that's the one part that's unfortunate about it is this is back to back post seasons where injury, injury, injury injury like it's just it's crazy and it's like to and it's not just it's like last year injury rates weren't necessarily higher than they were in the past but what it was was your injury rates to like key and star players were going up and so I feel like that's kind of we're hitting that same wall again like we did last year so I'm kind of worried I hope it doesn't continue as the playoffs go on but um Specifically, the most recent ones with Devin Booker and Chris Middleton. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of anybody coming out right now and saying, oh, the Suns got so lucky last year. This is what you get. Like, come on, man. Like, you never wish an injury on anybody. I don't care. I don't care how necessarily fortunate they got with injuries last year from other teams. That doesn't mean that it should be made up for by a Suns player getting hurt. Like, that's that's just terrible. Um. But, yeah, man, I hope those don't keep up uh, going off that into some of these matchups. 
I actually think that the Booker injury does affect the Suns-Pelicans series a little bit. Um, I know originally going into it, I had Suns in five versus the Pelicans. Uh, I don't remember. What what was your prediction in that one? I, had, I think I had Suns in, Suns in five as well. Okay. Five or six, yep. Yeah, and I mean, that prediction was definitely looking promising. Game ones are game ones. Like, it's 0-0, so it's going to be competitive as ever. Suns pulled it out. Most clutch team in the NBA. They do. They did what they do. Um, and then Devin Booker was putting on an absolute show two nights ago. Dapped up a baby. Dapped up a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know he had thirty-one at the half. I think he was shooting like sixty percent from the field. He. It was unreal. It was just like he. I, he's never not been the best player on this team. Like I've never been a proponent of. Oh, it's one A, one B with him and Chris Paul. Like, no, he's always been one on this team. And so I think that this injury affects them a lot. Um, Brandon Ingram had a like thirty-eight point, I think, their thirty-seven or thirty-eight point performance the other night. So after Devin Booker got hurt, you know, Suns obviously struggled a little bit. Um, Brandon Ingram was awesome. CJ McCollum has been awesome down the stretch of both games. Uh that New Orleans crowd is going to be wild going into games three and four so uh, this is big man no booker for probably the rest of the series if i had to guess uh i still think that the suns should be favored to win it even without booker and going forward i do think that things are in their favor for the sense that luca is not playing in game three tonight that'd be tough to win both of those in utah it's one thing to steal one with no luca like they did at home it's going to be a lot harder to do that without your best player on the road. So even though Booker's hurt, the Suns might kind of look out of it because I do think they should be favored in this first-round series, and you're still looking at probably playing Utah in the second round. Um, but, yeah, that one, I do think they are in danger. So we'll see. Uh, game three is huge. If the Pelicans could go up 2-1, you're talking about real, real, real deal potential of a 1-8 upset there. Uh, I expect Cam Johnson to insert to the starting lineup. What about you? Yeah, and I think Cam is a stud, truly. Uh, he did get hurt er, er, later in the year, but he was having a, a great year before that. Yeah, I mean, he actually – he came in and was starting a little bit, and um, he looked awesome. And I think he was averaging like 22 a game. In those like five or six games where he started right before he got hurt, he looked great. Um, I think he starts. I think you just need to put Mikel Bridges at the two. He's very capable of playing the two. Um, and then you just go from there. I think Cam Johnson gives some scoring. You have to you have to tighten up on the depth a little bit, but that's something they have a luxury of. So, you know, I I think they still should be favored. I I'm not too concerned about it for the first round, but I'm I'm worried about the second round if Luka Doncic comes back and they win that series, that's where I'm worried. You? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Luka is a beast. And if he can get back and be the Luka that we all know, um, I think this play, playoffs or the playoffs could be special for him. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like I said on last week's pod, like if Luka never gets hurt, I was, I was seriously very close to picking the Mavs to come out of the West. And so if Luka's back and Luka's healthy and there's no Devin Booker, even for even if he came back late in the series, I just don't like those odds. Um, but for right now, I still think Suns Jazz. I think the Suns are going to be fortunate because 
of the current matchups. Um, going to the 2-7 in the West, uh, Memphis and Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, what a game one. Um, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, sensational first playoff game. Yeah, like 36, 38 points, 36 points, something like that. I don't remember. But um, he looked awesome, man. Uh, would never expect that from a first playoff game, especially on the road for somebody at a, as 20 years old. Um, you know, some things that stuck out to me were Steven Adams had no business guarding Carl Anthony Towns. He just couldn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Taylor Jenkins made the adjustment. Game two, Xavier Tillman plays, and Steve Adams started the game, but he just realized he was like, okay, this isn't going to work. Puts, he lets Xavier Tillman play those minutes that Steven Adams normally play, and it was over with after that. I mean, Ja posted that video the night after they lose <laughs> of Michael Jordan saying, of Michael Jordan from the last dance, and he comes out and puts up 23, 10, and 9, and they win by 30 points. So, uh, if they win in five, that's that's one of the best social media posts I've ever seen from an NBA player. <laughs> yeah, and he does. He absolutely, I can tell, but from the moment he was left college, he had a, a different kind of mentality than most players because uh, he wasn't. He, you could tell he wasn't like Zion. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he was the first pick too. Like I yeah. I know that's and that's kind of hard to believe for some people, but. I know a lot of people that had the same feelings as I did, and clearly as you did too. But, uh, his, his mentality is definitely – it's up there with some of the best I've ever seen. So, he he's phenomenal. I, I think it's going to be tough to win both on the road in Minnesota. I see them splitting. Um, I think Chris Finch is solid with adjustments too, and I think it kind of probably threw a complete wrench in his game plan because he's probably going through notes and watching film and saying, okay, we're going to keep attacking that Steven Adams matchup. Well, then Steven Adams just doesn't even play. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that definitely threw him off. Now he's got time to go look at that. They're going to be in front of their home fans. Those home fans were crazy in the uh, in the play-in game. I expect the exact same and more in these two in these next two games. I see a split. Um, I picked Grizzlies in seven in the beginning. Uh, I'm going to stick with it for now. What about you? Yeah, I I have Grizzlies in seven, and this is this series is awesome. Yeah, awesome, yeah, absolutely yeah. awesome. You got Young Star, Anthony Edwards, John Moran. And it's just great to watch. I, I enjoy watching every single. I'm gonna enjoy watching every single game of the series for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, game three tonight be a fun one. Um, going to the three versus six in the West, Warriors, Nuggets. Wow, Jordan Poole. <laughs> I, I no other no other words. No, I get it. Yeah. Steph was great in game two. And but Jordan Poole, man, what what a start to his playoff career. Yeah. Yeah, he's averaging twenty nine basically thirty points a game this series or the two games they played and and you, you saw the text. He is he is him. He he is like I I didn't expect this at all. I'm not saying I I've been on the pool. You guys know Jordan Poole was on a lot of our stock reports earlier in the year, but on the risers. But I mean nobody would have expected this in a dude's first two playoff games. So, like, this is crazy. It's it's crazy that they're winning in this fashion while Steph Curry is playing 20 minutes a game. Yeah. And 
you know, I, there's not a whole lot of things that, I, that you can really fix for Denver. At the end of the day, they're missing 40-plus points per game worth of production. And I, I picked Warriors in six in the beginning. I, I don't know if I want to call it a sweep. There are two games in Denver here back-to-back. You never know how role players are going to shoot on their home floor. But I am going to change to Warriors in five. And um, I just – I hate it for Jokic because he's going to get slandered for this. And in my opinion, he, sh- he shouldn't be slandered. He deserves, he deserves criticism, as like anybody does. You know, like he's not playing to the very best of his capability. But at the same time, Draymond Green is awesome, and he's guarding him well. But all other four defenders for the Warriors basically can have a foot in the paint whenever Jokic has the ball. And they're not worried. If he kicks it out to other shooters, they're, like, begging him. They're like, hey, we want you to beat us as long as it's out of his hands. And so they're not necessarily doubling Jokic, although they have some. They've pretty much lived with, you know what, Draymond, as long as, as, long as you're not super deep in the post, Draymond can guard you one-on-one. And we'll just have four guys all shading on you. And and if you kick it out, so be it. That's what we want. And, you know, the Nuggets aren't hitting shots. So, yeah. um, also on the defensive end, uh, that for the Nuggets, that five-man lineup, I don't – there's not a name for it yet. Uh, I kind of like the pool party name, but I don't think it should be so Jordan pool focused just because the other three have been there for so long. Um, but we'll see what the name ends up being. But the lineup I'm talking about, if you guys don't know, is Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. That lineup is unreal in these first two games. Um, the Warriors actually, not necessarily with that lineup specifically, but while that lineup was in for a big stretch, in less than 20 minutes put up 70 points in game two. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna name it myself. I'm gonna name it the LOD, the lineup of death. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. We'll see though. There's there'll be they tried to do the three G. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so whatever. We'll see. But also, what I was getting at was, I guess the one thing Denver could change is Jokic is pretty much high up on every ball screen. And I feel like you just got to go more drop coverage because by the time we get to the third quarter and Jokic is in good shape. Like I know people are going to like joke around, oh, fat guy, whatever. No, like Jokic is in really good shape. And especially for somebody his size, but he's having to come up so high on so many of these ball screens. He's exhausted, like come third quarter. So I guess the one thing they could maybe try is playing him in drop coverage, but obviously you it's not ideal. To, like, I get both sides because I get why Mike Malone doesn't want to play drop coverage on Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson. I get it, man. Like, so, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it it's tough when you're missing 40 points per game worth of production because you can't even – nobody else on the Nuggets can, like, create something for themselves or others. So, I got Warriors in five now. Yeah, I don't see this going past uh, five games, but I – I truly think it'll it'll probably be a sweep. Yeah, I just I just I don't know. I'm just hesitant to go that far because it I don't know, it could be a sweep. I'm just hesitant to go that far. Yeah. Uh, part of part of me says Jordan Poole have one game where he cools off a little bit and at the same one of these two games in Denver and at the same time some of these role guys will just hit some shots for one game. 
Yeah. Have they said when uh, the minutes restriction for Steph is going to be up? They have not. They've said nothing about it. And I'm kind of of the belief that if you keep doing this, there's no reason to risk it. Let him play like minimal minutes and get healthier. Yeah. So. 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like he'll probably keep coming off the bench for this series as long as this is going on. Ultimately, guys, when he's 100%, he's going to start. And I guess that's a decision for Kerr to make. I I just think they should just go ahead and start that lineup, like whenever they're fully healthy. But we will see. And then lastly, in the West, going to the 4-5 matchup, um, we've got – why am I blanking? Mavs Jazz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been an embarrassing two games for the Jazz. Um. The fact that you lost a game while Luka Doncic isn't there. And I had them going. I had them winning in five. But I guess that was more or less you're probably up 2-0, and then Luka comes on the floor. That was more my thinking. Not, not you lose a game while Luka's out. And oh, Donovan Mitchell – I I feel so bad for the guy. And I know people are going to critique him specifically because he's not a great defender at all. And, like, but there's other guys that aren't great defenders that are stars and they have good defenders around them. And I'm just tired of watching Rudy Gobert play basketball. I really am because Donovan Mitchell is one of my favorite players in the league. And I don't care how good of a defender Rudy Gobert is. He can't do anything on the offensive end. Dude, he tried to post up the other day and was like five feet away from the goal and turned it over on his own. And it was a it was a smaller guy. And Donovan threw a few lobs to him in game two, and he didn't convert one. <laughs> and one of them was a bad pass. I'll give it to him. But some of the others, Conley threw him one too. Like, dude. And I tried to say this after game one, obviously not on the podcast, but to, to certain friends. People are like, oh, Rudy Gobert only took one shot. This really shows that they don't like him. Well, yeah, I wouldn't throw him the ball either. He can't uh, score. No. Like, so I, I feel bad. You know, I do think they're going to handle business in Utah. I got no worries about that. Um, game three and four, I think they win them both. Uh, I do think Luka might come back for that home game. Maybe he comes back for game four. I don't know. Uh, but they didn't seem very confident at all about him possibly coming back tonight. So, I don't see it. I still – Jazz will be fine. I think they go 3-1 after this, and I see them – I still see them winning in five. What about you? Yeah, I see them winning in five. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Jalen Brunson. That boy is balling. About to get a bag, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, he's getting a payday for sure. I'm excited. I want – I would I would do anything to see him in a Clipper uniform. <laughs> uh, I don't – we don't have the pieces for it, but I would love it. Um. Now, guys, if Luke, like you guys know from listening, I said that I'm that I was close to taking the Mavs to come out the West. If Luka Doncic comes back and he looks good, I don't care if they're down three one. I'm going to give him a chance. Like, yep. so we'll see. To be determined. But for now, I still got Jazz in five. Um, that's it for the West. Moving over to the East, the one versus the eight. I didn't see the Heat struggling, and they're not right now. I mean, I thought that maybe the Hawks give a little more than this, but that was before Clint Capella got hurt. Um, you know, I, I said Heat in six. 
they're making life awful on Trey, and he did have a good game too, even though he turned it over a lot. Uh, he just doesn't have enough creation on the side, and Capella out in a in a seventy percent John Collins just isn't enough. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, I will. Uh, yeah, I was about to say I want to start by saying I always will have a sort of a, a Hawks uh, bias, um, no matter what. I I don't see that team the same as everyone else. Uh, well, I don't. I don't brain. think you're. <laughs> although I didn't agree with you at all, I yeah. think it's a lot more reasonable that we nobody knew because Capella got hurt in the in the second play in game. Yeah. I mean that was huge. Yeah, yeah. very big. So, Jimmy with an amazing uh, game too. Uh, he had a career. It was a, that was like a career high, wasn't it? Yeah. I think his previous before that was he scored 41 in a finals game in the bubble. Um, they scored 45 the other day. He doesn't have to do that, but that Jimmy with that type of aggressiveness, he has to be their first option, and he will carry them as far as they can go. It can't be Tyler Hero. I like Tyler Hero the way he's played this year, but that was my concern with the Heat was if Tyler Hero was option one. Jimmy's made it pretty clear through two games he's option one, and that's good to see if you're a Miami Heat fan because if that's the case, they have a chance. And so I, I like that. I'm going to go ah, – I'm, I'm going to go Heat sweep. Uh, I'm going to give us one game, Heat in five. Um, I got you. But any anytime Bogdan's leading us in points and uh, – then it's not looking looking good for us. Yeah, and he he did go off late in the game the other night, but I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I could see Heat in five. I'm gonna take Heat sweep though. I had I had Heat in six in the beginning, but I that was before Capella. I would have probably said Heat in five if I knew Capella. Was, I would have expected a Trey Young great game, but I just don't know how much he can do with whenever literally every Miami defender can just focus on him. Um, hey, no disclaimer. You see how that was? They were guarding him that, that game one, though. Kind of yeah, yeah. Out. I mean, it was uh, they were overdoing it, but I get what they were doing. The refs have to step in there and do something. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, next series, Celtics versus Nets. I am so glad that I listened to my gut. And I know that it's it's just 2-0. Series is not over at all. But I am so glad that I listened to my gut because, truly, if Robert Williams never got hurt, and I said this on the pod, I would have taken the Celtics to win the championship. And the thing about this Celtics team is they, in my opinion, are really like a 65-70 to 70 win team in disguise. And when I say that, here's what I mean by it. They were so dominant in the regular season, especially in 2022. They were by far the best team in the NBA once the new year started. Okay, and they started out bad, like 500 or like below 500 a few games. But the context of it, man, a first-year head coach trying to figure things out on how to use two wing scores to run his offense. They played in a lot of close games early in the year, but they weren't able to win them because he was still trying to figure all that out. So, like, hypothetically speaking, if you go run this back right now, 
and Udoka has everything figured out, this is the best team in the NBA. By far. By far. And if Rob's play, oh, yeah. And yeah. And, and so I, I'm glad I listened to my gut. I had, I had Celtics in six in the beginning. I've got Celtics in five now. I, I do think KD and Kyrie are due for just, especially on their home floor, there'll just be one game where they both, they both just, they're such good shot makers that even though Boston's defense is amazing and more often than not, it will limit them from being those good shot makers. I just feel like one of these games in Brooklyn, they'll probably get. And then I think Boston closes it out in game five in Boston. Yep. And yeah, I mean, you couldn't have said it any better last night. Um, it's the best you've, best I've ever seen anyone guard KD for a whole game. I mean, Kawhi's done it for a little bit here and there, but for a full game, good God. Yeah, and, man, I mean, just branching off that, like, I, I really – I don't think I've ever seen someone guard KD like Jason Tatum has. I mean – And it's like he has something, to get, like, personal. Yeah, personal. no, he, he, he has had him in prison, dude. Like, it – it's not like Tatum is just giving him more problems than anybody else. It is like by far the best performance on Kevin Durant I've seen. And it's it's three games now. I know Kevin Durant dropped 37 in that game in late March. He didn't do anything on Jason Tatum in that game. And then these two games, oh, my gosh. it It's unreal. And the thing about the Celtics, and it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. KD is exhausted. Okay, you can see it. And and they are attacking him some. They're not attacking him as much as I thought they might because of the exhaustion thing, but they are still are some. And at the same time, they don't have to blitz. They've, they chose to some, especially in game two. They did in game one a little bit, but that's what's tough. When you can switch everything and all those guys switching are good defenders or great defenders, like the Nets don't run anything. It's just iso ball. And that was another thing I mentioned. Udoka is by far the better coach in this series. It's not even close. I saw a tweet last night that was like, it was saying something like, Steve Nash in the huddle, come on, guys. And I was like, that's what it is. Like, that, that's what it seems like right now. Like, they run nothing. Nothing. I, I, that's not going to win unless you just have what they had last year before they got hurt, Kyrie and Harden with three ISO scores with shooters on the perimeter. You don't have that right now. You have two ISO scores with more often than not two non-shooters on the perimeter. And I don't know. I thought it was a ma- I thought it was a bad matchup from the beginning. I'm so glad I listened to my gut. Celtics Celtics in five for me right now. Yep. I'm taking the season five. Um, uh, even if Ben yeah, I was gonna say even if Ben comes back, that's not enough firepower to I think it's yeah. a terrible idea to bring him in. And I'm not going to yeah. elaborate on that because it turns into a big argument. I'm not saying you would argue. I'm just saying the listeners yeah. might be thinking about stuff. I think it's a terrible idea at this point to throw Ben Simmons into the fire of all this. Yep. And um, you're throwing them out against the best team. Best team. We're playing like the best team in the league right now. Yep. Um, but, yeah, going to the 3-6 in the East. The Bucks have disappointed me a little bit. Um, we're looking at 1-1. And I know Chris Middleton got hurt in the third quarter, and they were surging back, and it was a lot of Chris Middleton. He had, like, three threes back-to-back-to-back, and they were surging back, and they were within, like, two possessions. He gets hurt. Chicago goes back up a little bit. Milwaukee brings it back, but then Chicago pulls through in the end. DeMar DeRozan, 40-point game last night. 
He was awesome. The thing that kind of shocked me the most was he was kind of getting the Giannis switch. Uh, that's not something you'd ever expect, but I, I think it's just because I think it was like a psych thing of like DeMar believes in himself to hit those, to hit those pull-ups and Giannis naturally isn't going to be up in your grill because he knows that he can give some space due to his length. And DeMar just happened to be hitting all of them last night, especially late yeah. in the game. Um, need a better game from Drew Holiday. He was aggressive late, but he's got it. He just has to finish better and hit a few more shots. Uh, you know, shout out to Chicago. They've genuinely probably outplayed Milwaukee to this point. And shame, I will admit, shame on me for just assuming that Milwaukee would flip a switch like that. Because I'd seen them flip a switch in the regular season. But sometimes that's not good whenever you have to flip a switch. You should just be on all the time. And I know that they were trying to preserve health probably, but it just makes it hard on yourself whenever you have to flip a switch. And so, I mean, I don't know. I At this point, I still favor the Bucks in probably like five or six. I don't know. Um, but Middleton being out is huge. They probably won't have Middleton for this series or next if they get out of it. So – I'm not very confident in my Bucks title pick anymore, but um, because he's out. But I I do still very much so expect him to come out of this series. Yep, yeah. uh, I'm take I'm gonna take the Bucks in six or seven. Uh, they just they haven't impressed me like I thought they were going to. Because the win the first win was ugly, so ugly. Like yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And and don't get me wrong, the Bucks have genuine have gen, generally struggled in game ones in the past. But I think what was upsetting to me was, like, not only did the Bucks struggle, DeMar, Levine, and Vucevic shot, like, 21 of 71, and they still let the Bulls be in that game. Yeah. And, and that's credit to them, the way they defended them. But you got to capitalize more offensively. Uh, 100%. 100,000%. Yeah, and, I, you know, like – Levine had a had a good shooting game last night. I think what kind of shocked me is he played more of like a role player role last night. Like he did. Yeah, sometimes when some sometimes when somebody's orchestrating, you just gotta let them. You just gotta let them play, man. Yeah, I mean they just kept letting Demar do his thing, and it was totally worth it last night. Good bounce back game from Vucevic. He was terrible in game one. Um, I, I give that guy a lot of hate. I gotta give him props where it's due. Um. Good bounce back game from him. They're going to Chicago, though. Um, that'll be a great crowd because they haven't seen the playoffs in like six years. Um, it's not going to be easy for the Bucks, but I, I still am confident in them to come out in five or six games. We will see. Um, and then the last series in the East, uh, the 4-5, we've got 76ers and Raptors. Uh, I feel like everything that – this is not like a – this. I'm not saying that if things – went the opposite way that 76ers wouldn't be winning. I'm just saying that everything – a lot of things that could have went wrong for the Raptors are going wrong. And I had Raptors in seven. Um, I did think this series could pretty much go either way. Philly, credit to them, dom not like dominant, but 3-0. So, I mean, clearly up 3-0. So, you handle business. Um, they've done a solid job on Embiid. They've given him a game and a half of struggling, and then the other game and a half, he's just done his thing. Uh, they've limited Harden very well. Um, the things that I thought might end up hurting them 
but that I wasn't particularly confident in for Philly was guys outside of Harden and Embiid hitting shots, and you've had Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey shoot at a ridiculous clip through three games. And then because I thought they were going to throw doubles at Embiid and triples, which they have, and then by the time they moved the ball, you know, they found these guys, credit to, credit to Doc Rivers, he's put these guys in good spots, and they're, they're scoring well off of it. Um, I also was a little bit concerned about the Raptors since they were in the 26th percentile in half-court scoring. Uh, they have struggled a little bit in that aspect. Uh, it hurts that Scotty Barnes went down during game one, and Gary Trent Jr. was sick during games one and two. He looked terrible. You could He didn't look like he should have been out there. He looked like – but I, I feel like he wanted to be out there, and he finally looked good last night. And – uh, it's just a little too late at that point. Um, they didn't capitalize on a few things late in the game. They were up majority of the game. Philly never led in game three until overtime. Um, they were either tied or were losing. So, you know, I just I, – I hate it for Toronto because they just play so hard and they don't have, like, a superstar. But they had a chance and just things just have not – went as you may have hoped for if you were Toronto. So I I feel like the Raptors play so hard they don't care if they're down 3-0. So I I I don't know if I think it's gonna be a sweep or not, but it's five tops. Yeah. Them. Five tops, but I do I do think it's gonna be a sweep. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. We will we will see on that one. But um yeah, I mean, we just wanted to touch all these series. We'll continue to do it throughout the playoffs. Uh, I hope to be more in-depth once we don't have eight series to cover. Um, but, you know, just wanted to touch on all these, talk about them, and we'll go. We'll talk about them even more as they get deeper into the series. Uh, I wanted to touch on some narrative things, but I'm going to hold off just because I want to see how they're discussed after some of these things actually happen in terms of who actually wins or loses the series. Uh, but real quick, I just want to ask you, um, you still had, you had the Bucks winning it all. I had the Bucks. Yep, I did. Do you still feel good about that pick? I don't, I don't feel good about that pick anymore. Uh, just, I mean, I just got a world's bomb. Chris Middleton's out two weeks. Uh, so this whole series and possibly some of the next, Yeah. um, yeah, that that hurts hurts big time. Um, yeah, especially mm, yeah, does not look good. Does not look good for them. Yeah, I agree. And I had I had the Bucks repeating as well. But um, if Rob Williams never got hurt, I was going to pick the Celtics. So that was just a bummer for me. Um, looks like he's he's playing three on three now. They said he's doing good. I expect him to be back for Game Five unless they go up. Or unless I mean, if they sweep, they sweep. But if they go up three-one, well, I guess, yeah, I think he's back game five. I think he's back game five. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, unless they pull off a sweep. But um, oh, next round, ooh. But I, I am going to change back to Celtics. I've got the Celtics winning it all. I just, they were the in 2022. They've been by far the best team in the league, and they're showing why right now. And they're getting Rob back. So to me, it's like good luck to the rest of the league. Um, and then Booker got hurt, so I it's just tough for the Suns. Um, 
I'm going to say it. If Luca comes back and looks good, I'm going back with the Mavs to come out of the West. Mm, like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, I don't want to – I've seen a lot of people – I don't know if this is the right word, but I feel like a lot of people are kind of prematurely just like acting like the Warriors are the best team in the West. And in reality, in my opinion, it's a very inferior team that they're facing right now. I'm not saying that they can't come out the West. That's just my feelings. Yeah. Um, out of the West, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Warriors out of the West. I mean, I, I feel you. Like, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. Yeah. I, just, I just think a lot of people are acting like they should be the overwhelming favorites in the West. Yeah. I think no, it's, it, it's closer than a lot of people think, but I, I just think know. overreaction. Yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Celtics to to win the whole thing, the whole thing. And it, it'll be tight, but I think whoever wins out of them and the Heat, uh, I think they're gonna win the whole thing. So I I have Celtics Mavs if we get a healthy Luca back. If we don't, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Celtics Grizzlies. Okay, I like that. Winning. I like the Grizzlies. I really do. Yeah, I like that. I like those picks a lot. Yeah, so. We'll see, but guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, probably the shortest pod we've done, but I mean, it's not like there's a ton of, there are a ton of topics considering this eight series going on, but you know, I just wanted to touch on all of them as they're going on. So we'll, we'll keep you guys updated with our, our thoughts on series uh, every week. Um, but yeah, that's it for episode seven. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Ooh, Sam,